0: Welcome back to another episode of the Casey Campbell Podcast. Of course, I'm Casey Campbell. Thank you so much for joining us. And our guest today is uh, General Manager of Front Row Motorsports, Jerry Freeze. Of course, if you haven't heard, Front Row Motorsports just won the Daytona 500 with Michael McDowell. Um, <laughs> Jerry, what is it like? Oh, you're at the shop. First off, how are you?
1: Uh, well, I'm doing all right. You know. Uh, I think, uh, our driver is on no sleep right now. I wasn't in Daytona. Unfortunately, first Daytona 500 I've missed since 1996 and, uh, being in person. And, uh, so it's kind of hard watching it there at my house and, and, uh, felt really odd when uh, he won the race and real surreal, but, um, you know, it kind of kicked in, you know, pretty quick. We were getting phone calls and certainly a lot of texts and whatnot and, and different things with the obligations that we had to do after the race. And, and, uh, and, and so I kind of felt like I was there in spirit and, and uh, got to participate in a zoom call last night and uh, um, so I, I got a little bit of sleep, so uh, you know I'm doing better than Michael right now, but but feeling a little bit today.
0: Better than well, Michael and uh, of course, his PR guy, Mac whos and,
1: awesome. and Mac McLeod, that's right yeah, they they're collectively on zero sleep right now, so yeah. <laughs> um.
0: I mean, I know you've been you've been here a while, Jerry. You've been in this yeah. business for a long time. So, to win the Daytona 500 for a team like Front Row, um, of course, you know Front Row has Front Row has had a lot of success. This is not the first win for the team. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. you guys won at Talladega back in 2013, and then you won at Pocono back in 2016. But this is the big, probably the the big. You won the biggest race of the year, oh, Daytona yeah. 500. With Michael McDowell, who picked up his first ever Cup win of his career after um, who has been in the sport for 14 years, so yeah. going back to uh, when you when you got Michael coming off, he only ran one full-time season, and he's ran a lot of part-time seasons in the since 2008. When you brought him here to Front Row, what was that? Why do you, why did you think that Michael could really help you guys out at the time?
1: Yeah, it was pretty easy, really. Um, we were uh I, I think this is maybe we were winding down our, our association with Landon as the driver and, and we were looking to do a change and, and I think Landon was too and and um, and so Michael was available because uh the ninety five I think was wanting to bring in Casey Kane. Yep. And and I know uh we're we've been really tight with the Levine folks and, 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 and they it it hurt them to let Michael go. They love Michael. They they just felt like you know, it was what they need to do as an organization to try to attract more sponsorship with a more high profile driver. But Michael was somebody that, hell, we'd fight him all week long, every week on the racetrack with our two cars. And like, first thing I told Michael was, when we hired him was, I'm just glad that you're only going to be pushing one of our cars around next year instead of both of them, you know, and, and, uh you know, because he's driving for us going forward. But, you know, we just liked how aggressive he was, that, Uh, you know his his talent on a road course is is without question but I think even back then people maybe didn't recognize he was he was still really proficient on the speedways too and and for a team like ours you look at the speedways and the road courses at tracks where you might have that day that uh you know you're not going to get over engineered by the Gibbs and Penske and Stuart Haas cars and the uh, driver talent and pitch strategy and all that stuff starts to play into it and uh and Michael would be an X factor in those races. So uh, in the three years since, I mean, it's played out exactly like that, that that Michael's had a, a, a lot of strong finishes, a top five at Daytona two years ago, uh, a top top 10 at the Daytona road course last year, you know, other, other really good races on the speedways and road courses. But, you know, I'll add into that that last year, which was uh, our, our best season on the track with the 34 car, Michael had top 10s at Indy and Bristol and, and Pocono and 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 tracks that we've historically really struggled at so you know I think we've gotten our product better and we're able to to max out some more of Michael's talent and he's just a really good fit at front row motorsports he was when we decided to hire him uh uh going into uh I think it was 2018 was the first season and and uh um you know and he continues to be today
0: yeah so you know I know that of course him winning last night just what did that do for this? What did that win do for for Michael, this team and the, the organization?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's one, you know, probably ask a year from now and we might be able to give a better answer. But, you know, I think for anything for Michael, let's say, uh, you know, I guess I, I didn't even realize that, you know, he had run 358 races and hadn't won. You know, I'm, I'm like you when we hired him. You know, the guy had only run one full-time season up to that point. So, uh, uh, you know, to me, he had been just kind of knocked around. You know, he probably got thrown into the Michael Waltrip opportunity way too early in his career for what limited stock car time he had at that point. Um, and, and really had to f- fight and scratch and claw his way back, driving start and park cars and what have you, uh, and, and help build up Levine's team when they were a startup organization you know, he, he was in situations that he wasn't really able to showcase his talent. So, so I think now, you know, the guy has won a race. He didn't luck into it. It wasn't because it, it rained at the right time or, uh, or anything like that. The guy was running in the top five over the last 30 or 40 laps of the Daytona 500 and was a contender all day long. And, and, uh, and, and yeah, circumstances worked out in his favor, but he was right there beating their bumpers off trying to go by on the last lap. So, you know, I, I think it just legitimizes Michael as a winning race car driver. We know he's a top 10 consistent threat on tracks, maybe top five in, in capable wins on road courses and speedways every time he puts his helmet on. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's just, it's great for him and, and maybe how he's looked at uh, in the series. And for front row, you know, it's our third win as an organization. Um, you know, there's some teams that are probably thought of as a, as a more competitive operation than ours that don't have three wins over the last eight years. So, you know, I, I, I think we are just continuing to evolve our team into, uh, you know, Bob always challenges each year just to get incrementally better. That's all he wants. And, and, uh, and so I, I feel like we have pretty much every year we get a little bit better, a little bit better. Our processes get better. We might invest in uh, other technologies or whatever uh, to try to improve our product or add a few more people to hang bodies or whatnot. But um, you know, we've 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 gotten better incrementally over time. And uh, you know, I think with where NASCAR is going with the new car coming in next year, it, it kind of plays into a team like ours favor. Where, where we are trying to put the most competitive race car on the racetrack that we can each and every week. We we buy the full allotment of tires. We got the tier one engines in them. We got good solid pick crews. We feel like we got competent drivers. And uh, you know, but sometimes we, we just get over engineered, like I said before. And and with the new car, I, I think it balances the playing field a little bit. Time will tell with that. But uh you know, hopefully we're looked at more as a winning organization. And uh And from the business side that I deal with uh, the majority of the time here, uh, you know, a a good value proposition for a sponsor to be involved in compared to some others with the capabilities of still winning on the racetrack. So I think that's a good combination to have.
0: Jerry, there's a few other things I want to get in with you. Of course, um, you also brought Anthony Alfredo into the team. Of course, Mm -hmm. you took over for John Hunter Nemechek who went back down to the truck series. When that was, when that was going on, when John Hunter left, what kind of set you really towards Anthony Alfredo?
1: Yeah, you know, we, we pretty much immediately started talking to Anthony Alfredo. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I think it, there's a reason behind it. You know, John Hunter and Anthony are represented by the same group, same individuals. So uh, when one guy decided to go do something different, you know, he said, hey, what about this guy? And, uh, and so, uh, you know, our, our situation with John Hunter kind of drug out a little long last year um you know i i don't hold we don't hold any ill will with john hunter uh for choosing to go do something different i think uh time will tell was that the right move and, you know i clearly believe he'll win races and be a threat to win the truck series championship um you know we just kind of got late in the game where we hadn't committed to him and i think he was looking for a commitment somewhere and he he decided to go do something do something else this year so uh uh so by that time you know some other guys that already found homes um, Uh, seats for 2021 so um you know uh we wasn't quite sure where we were gonna uh you know we were so focused on the sponsorship around John Hunter last year we didn't really put a lot of time into well if John Hunter were to leave who, who would we replace him with and and uh so when we were faced with that question we started looking around Anthony Alfredo was presented to us and and uh we thought you know why not you know this this kid outside of the experience he has shown the talent that he can compete at every level that he's raced at. And uh, now this is going to be the the biggest challenge that he's faced so far in his young career. Um, and and again, time will tell if, if he's ready for it, if he's competitive. Uh, but we we liked everything we saw when we started doing some research on him and started talking to folks at RCR and uh and some other places, DGR, David Gilliland's place that we got a close relationship with where Anthony drove and kind of got the same feedback all the way around that Anthony is a really smart race car driver. He he learns a lot uh, just throughout a weekend or certainly when he goes back to a track for a second time. And uh, and so for him, you know, we, we just hope that, you know, he gets a lot of quality seat time the first half of the year, uh, gets that experience, earns the... The trust of those drivers around him on the racetrack, and uh, brings the car home in one piece. Does what he did in the Xfinity Series last year for Childress, and uh, uh, you know. And I I think by the time we start going the tracks a second time or in the second half of the year, that he'll be that much more competitive.
0: Yeah, when you look at, and you know, kind of going back to that, one of the another things that you have to be impressed with is the amount of the 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 marketing side of things um, with with him, knowing that you know how he's talking to partners and all that kind of stuff. Um, and of course, you know, all the social media outreach. And of course, the, of course, his fans known as the sauce, sauce mafia, because of course yeah. that's pasta. What yep. is from that side of things, where is that? As a driver that markets himself, that's gotta be good for you and your racing.
1: It is Casey. and And I'll tell you what, you know, that's something that, I didn't give a second thought to when we were talking to Anthony about hiring him. And, and uh, I, I guess I'm a little more old school. I'm not of the TikTok generation. Uh, not sure what Twitch was. Um, and, and some of these platforms where Anthony's got just a tremendous following on. And uh, the thing that opened my eyes, now the folks in our marketing team, when we went to them and said, hey, here's who, who's, here's who we are thinking about for our driver next year. And, you know, they started to look at some of those numbers like you're talking about. They were like blown away that, man, this guy's, this guy's got a following. He's got a reach. And, and, uh, uh, and, and, and really what tripped the trigger more than anything for us, we presented him to a sponsor that we'd had an affiliation with last year uh, in Speedy cash and, and talked to him about, Hey, well, what do you think about this? You know, we, we were having to shift gears really fast because John Hunter was moving out and here comes the new guy. And they started doing their own research and they said, man, this kid's got a pretty strong following in some of these demographics that are really important to us. So I uh, opener so for me that, uh, you know, that that uh, outside of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, I guess that, uh, you know, there's there's areas, there's platforms that uh, marketers are really looking at and uh, that can make a difference in their product. And, and so I've been a lot more focused and engaged in, in looking at, at Anthony's engagement with his followers since he's uh, been with us. And, and I've been really impressed. I mean, he, he does, I'm impressed with Anthony all the way around. I mean, he's got a, a great work ethic, whether it's working with his team on, on uh, getting prepared for next week's race uh, or going to the simulator and and, uh, and and whatever they're working on, you know, all all the things that a driver needs to do as a race car driver, he's that much just as much engaged in what's going on on the marketing side of what we're doing, whether it's creating video content with Mac or or whatever, and and then then what he's doing at home with what he's doing on TikTok, Twitch, and iRacing and everything else that he's involved in. So uh, uh, Anthony is uh he is very well rounded, I think. In uh, in what he can bring to the table uh, for for a partner uh, with the reach that he has, and um, you know, and I, I think we've got to we've got to give him the platform of the race car to be competitive with. And I think if we do that with his engagement, uh, the sky's the limit with that kid.
0: When you look at part, you mentioned something about partners. Um, kind of going back, a partner that you've worked with for a long time was Love's Travel Stops, of course. Um, that, of course, getting that win last night with Michael was it was big, not just for him, but for a partner that you've been associated with, with several drivers um, mm-hmm. that have been in the 34 car or when David Gillen was in the 38 um, mm-hmm. that have been with this team for, for a while. What was that like to get that? them, and I'm pretty sure they're about as excited as you are about this one. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, you know, I should have thought this out better. I didn't realize it till I was uh, uh, texting back and forth with the person on the Loves marketing team last night that uh, I should have put some money on in Vegas on Michael with the Loves car on Valentine's Day. That's just a natural fit, you know, so so yeah, they are thrilled about yesterday for sure, and uh, you know, I'm, if I'm probably most happy for Michael getting this win, probably my 1A of happiness is for Love's Travel Stops. Uh, You know, we've had, we, the other two races that we've won, we've won with the 34 car, we've won with different partners on the car than Love's. Um, You know, when we've had races that we thought could be our day, and Love's was on the car and had a, had a strong contingent of customers at the racetrack, it seems like, some kind of disaster happens early in the race, you know, or, or uh, some, something just spoils the whole event, you know, and, and we just haven't had that real signature great race, great track experience for them. And, you know, uh, you know we, even with yesterday, it was a little challenging. They, they had a limited number of guests there. They had rented a, a pit road patio suite at Daytona. So it wasn't their usual contingent throng of people. Certainly nobody sitting on the pit box or taking pictures at the car before the race. But but still, I mean, to be able to deliver them a win and uh, and see how excited they are about it uh, is, a, is a really, really great thing. And it's, it's been a it's been a really phenomenal relationship that we've had with them since 2013. And uh, and I'm sure this will be a catalyst, you know, the pro, at the very least prolong it and, and hopefully grow it uh, in the long run. And they really believe in NASCAR. Uh, they're. They're, they're, uh, uh it's a good partnership between our company. It started as a partnership. Bob has a trucking company called MDS. And, uh, and so basically he was mov- moving his fuel spend from the previous uh, fuel vendor to, uh, to Love's. And at the same time, he said, hey, why don't you sponsor my race car for a race and come find out what it's all about? And, and they did it, had a great experience, and, uh, and it just keeps growing in, in years and years after that. And we know we've had every team in the garage poke after them, uh, try to get them to move their sponsorship to their team. What are you doing with Front Run Motorsports? They're no good. You need to be on our car. Um, but like I mentioned before, they, get a, they have a really good value proposition with us. They know it. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, and we are delivering on the racetrack form too. And to win, deliver a Daytona 500 form is just, uh, you know, just completely validates, I think, everything that, that they've been involved with with us over time.
0: I mean, also on the truck side of things, Todd Gillen is back for you guys, and this is the second year that you guys have run a truck program. Um, going into year two with Todd, what's that going to be like um, really with that
1: team? Uh You know, I'm, I'm expecting big things out of it. You know, I, if we were talking about anybody winning at Daytona, I would have guessed it'd be Todd if, if uh, you would have asked me before we went to Daytona. Um, you know, I just think Todd's at that point in his career that he's ready, you know, and and Todd, this will be his third full season racing in the trucks. Uh he is really hungry. Uh you know, we know he's got talent. We've seen him win, you know. We've when David was driving for us, Todd was just getting started driving quarter midgets. And, you know, we we kind of we saw Todd just tearing it up and everything he drove up the late models and then on to the canon cars out on the west coast and driving the east races and winning those too. And, uh, you know, and and, and things stumbled a little bit when he was at Kyle Bush's and don't really know why. Um, I'm sure that was a pretty pressure packed situation with what was going on at the time. And, and really Bob wanted to start the truck team because I think he just felt like that Todd got a bad raw deal there at Kyle Bush's and he wanted to give, he wanted to see Todd get a shot and, uh, and really believes in Todd's talent. And, uh, um, so, uh, you know, we did that last year and, real collaboration with with, uh, uh, DGR Crosley. Um, It still is a collaboration uh, uh, going into this year, but a little more uh, front row's got a little more involvement on the car production side than maybe we did last year. And so uh, the team's actually housed out of our shop here in Mooresville where last year it raced out of DGR Crosley. So, um, you know, I feel like we're a bit more vested in the truck program going forward. And, you know, and we're expecting good results. Todd made the playoffs last year didn't really do a whole lot once he got in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, we think winning a truck race is, is definitely, uh, achievable without a doubt, maybe even winning multiple truck races. And certainly if you do that, you're going to be in the playoffs and, and, uh, we'd like to see a good run in the playoffs too. You know, the teams, the, the leadership on the team is, is still intact from last year. We've added some pieces to it that, uh, you know, uh, uh people we've got familiar with that, that have been working in the cup series that we think bring a lot of talent to the team. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good solid group from top to bottom and uh, they got what they need to go win with. They just got to go execute and get it done. And, and uh, y- you know, we, uh, you know, Daytona, it's, it's a, uh, we're, we're talking about the highs of Michael's race, but Todd's was kind of like David Reagan's and Anthony's were, you know, he yeah. just got collected in a wreck and uh, wiped out, vehicle and and uh um but he was running fast when it before it happened and and uh you know I have no doubt that Todd wouldn't have been you know right there in the mix for the win if if we hadn't got caught up in it. But that's speedway racing and you gotta expect that the majority of the time. And um you know so I, I you know I'm I'm interested to see how Todd does this weekend because I think Todd's a, a pretty good little road racer and um you know I, I think he'll do well this weekend and it'll be fun to watch.
0: Of course, um, we're all going to the Daytona road course. We're still going to be in Daytona, but this time we're going to be racing on, on the road course, just like we saw in the Clash, and also in the 24 hours of Daytona earlier in January. Um, both the trucks are going to be down there. The cup cars are also going to be down there. Mm-hmm. And it also happens to be that Michael McDowell is uh, pretty good on when it comes to the, the road courses because of his background. Yep. Boy, if he if – he, that that team's going to be strong. Do you think that Michael could be out there? And of course, he always said he expects to win every time he goes out on the racetrack. Um, this could be a, this could be a big race for this thirty four team because you know road road racing is not for everybody. As we saw in the Clash, lots of guys are going everywhere and stuff. But what what is the expectations heading in for this weekend at Daytona? For this weekend at the Daytona Road Course after what yeah. happened last week at the
1: five hundred? Yeah, yeah. Well, and Set what happened yesterday aside, you know we're in a challenging spot with this race because I, I can't ever remember before that uh, we've had a situation where so we had a we, we had one rules package we ran last summer when we ran Daytona road course right. we've gone to the other rules package for this year yeah. and and so then we had the clash that was you know invitation only and so you got twenty how many cars were in the clash? 25 cars, maybe that, yeah. that were in that, in that race that got to run the new rules package. And then you've got the other 15 that didn't get to run in the clash, That'll be with no practice and we'll have to go run this race with no practice and no, no time on the track. So, you know, it, it does concern me that uh, when Michael runs his first lap of the track, it'll be, you know, in the race And, uh, and we really don't have great notes. We can lean on Roush Fenway because they were, they were in the clash and we will be able to get some notes from those folks. And, um, and, and, and so hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't hamper us too much, but you know, I I don't know why NASCAR, we couldn't have run the old rules package for the clash since it was a non-points race and it doesn't give anybody an advantage going into this week's race and everybody's kind of on a level playing field, but they didn't do it that way. Um, I hope it doesn't, hurt teams like ours didn't get a didn't have a car in the clash and um so time will tell on that one but you know just lining them up on talent uh you know i i would i would michael finished sixth in the race last year having to start about 30th he'll he'll start way up front this week i don't know where but it'll be a lot higher up than 30th was last summer and and um and 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 i think if if all all things were equal you know michael would be in the top 10 the whole race at the at the road course and hopefully he still is and um you know and if it takes us having to uh, adjust on a little bit on cautions to to get it the way he wants um you know i'm sure by the end of the race drew will figure out a way to get track position for him and michael will get it done and, and get us a decent finish out of it
0: all right well jerry freeze thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join us and once again i i can't say this enough congrats on winning the daytona 500 and of course congratulations to michael mcdowell and the entire team at Front Row Motorsports.
1: Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Casey.